It is known that we always read Parshas Bamidbar Sinai before Shavuos. And since every single Parsha has a connection to the time which is being read, it's understood that the connection of Parshas Bamidbar to Shavuos is particularly and specifically connected with the preparation before Shavuos. In other words, preparing for Matan Torah, as opposed to Parshas Nosoi, which usually is read after Shavuos, but sometimes is also read before Shavuos, and therefore you would say its connection is, is more to the idea of Shavuos and Matan Torah itself, again as opposed to Bamidbar, which is more about the preparation before Shavuos. Says Rebbe, this is even more emphasized by the fact of the Kviyus of this particular year when the Rebbe was saying the Sicha, when Shabbos Parshas Bamidbar was on Beis Sivan. This is the day that Moshe Rabbeinu started getting the Yidin ready, sanctifying them, making them holy for receiving the Torah. Or, in the words of the Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch, Hizchil Moshe Lis Asakimoim, Moshe Rabbeinu started getting involved with the Yidin in regards to the Indian of preparing of Kabbalah Torah, of receiving the Torah. Now, since every single year in Chag voice is Man Matan Torah Seinu, the Eibishter, in the time of Zmamat Torah Seinu, Hashem is once again giving the Torah anew, and in even a greater way than in the previous year. It's understood that before receiving the Torah, the Torah on Chag voice of this particular and every year, obviously we need to have once again the preparations that were by receiving the Torah the very, very first time. The Rebbe says this is also emphasized in Halacha, that this is the reason why we don't fast, we don't say Tachnun starting from Rosh Chodesh. That means every year there's this preparation for the Indian of Shavuos and Matan Torah. So to understand the connection between Parshas Bamidbar and the beginning of the preparation for Matan Torah on Beis even, says the Rebbe, we're first going to preface by explaining the above-mentioned Halacha in the Alter Rebbe. So to use the words of the Alter Rebbe, it is customary in these countries that we don't fast, we don't say Tachnun from Rosh until Ches of Sivan, including Ches. And the Alter Rebbe goes on to explain each and every day. So first of all, we of course have Rosh But right after Rosh Chodesh, Moshe Rabbeinu started getting involved with the Yidden in regards to receiving the Torah. Because that year, Rosh Chodesh fell out on the year of Matan Torah. Rosh Chodesh came out on a Monday, the second day of the week. The next day, Shlishi B'Shabbos, the third day in the week, Moshe Rabbeinu told them, V'atem tiyu li mamleches koyanim, he told them the words from Hashem, that you are going to be for me a kingdom of koyanim, etc. Then in the next day, the fourth day of the week, Moshe Rabbeinu gave them the mitzvah of Hagbalah, of being careful not to go up onto the mountain on Har Sinai. On the fifth day, of the week. He told them the mitzvah of Prisha to separate from their wives that day and the following day, that's Thursday and Friday, and then to be ready for the third day, which will be Shabbos, the day the Torah was given. So the Rebbe asks a number of questions on the wording of the Alter Rebbe. Number one, why is it that when the Alter Rebbe brings a proof to discuss how on this day, Moshe Rabbeinu started getting involved with the Yidin for Kabbalah Satoira. He brings the Pasuk, the Atem Tiyul Imam Lechas Koyanim, this particular posik. Whereas, the truth of the matter is on that day, on the third day of the week, on Beisiv, and there was many other things that were said as a preparation for Matan Torah, starting with that which says already in the earlier posik, Koi Soimar tell the Yidin, Atem Reisim, you saw all the wondrous things, how Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim, etc. The Rebbe says, even if the Alt Rebbe wants to bring a proof for what Hashem is saying, not about the past, but rather about the present and the future, 
and therefore not what has happened previously in all the miracles. But the Rebbe says we have also, again a posseg, before Va'atam Tiyuli, we have what Hashem says to the Yidin, Ve'yisem li segula, you're going to be my special treasure from amongst all the nations. Kili kol the whole world belongs to me, and yet I'm choosing you as my special nation. Furthermore, the Rebbe says, in the meaning of the Atam Tiyuli Mamlechas Koyen, we actually find two explanations. The Ramban explains that you're going to be a kingdom of Mishorsai of those that serve me. And then the next words in the Pasuk of a Goy Kodesh means you're going to cleave to Akela Kodesh to Hashem who's holy. And this is similar to what the Mechilta says that you know you call Yisrael that all the Yidden were fitting, were, were fit, Lechel Bakachim to eat Korbanis at the time. The Balaturim on this Pasuk says, Mam Lechas Koyanim, the Balaturim says, Koyanim Gdoilim. So this is all the Pirush of the Ramban. Whereas Rashi says that the meaning is Sorim, that Koyanim over here means nobles or officers, ministers, not Mishorsim, not servants. So the question is, we can understand according to the Pirush that Mamleches Koyanim means that they are like Koyanim, that are serving Hashem. We understand that that's connected with receiving the Torah, preparing for Kabbalah's Torah, involvement in Torah, to be dedicated, to be devoted, to be a Mesharis Hashem, to serve Hashem through Torah and mitzvahs. But according to Rashi and other Mepharshim that say that the word Koyanim over here mean, means high official, noblemen, etc., how is this connected to receiving and being involved in getting the Torah? Another question that Rebbe has is, after Mamlechus Koyenim, the Pasuk says, V'goy Kodesh, a holy nation. Now the Alter Rebbe, on the one hand, does not bring the words V'goy Kodesh, and we'll need to understand why not, but on the other hand, he does bring V'goymer as if it is somewhat relevant, so we need to understand this. Says the Rebbe, to explain this, we're first going to focus on the Rashi itself, because seemingly it's not understood why in fact does Rashi not explain Koyenim in a more simple sense, as a servant to Hashem, especially that Rashi himself had already earlier on in the Torah said, whenever we find the expression koyin, it's an expression of Mesharis Lelikusu, it's an expression of serving Hashem. And in fact, even in this Pirush itself, right over here, where Rashi tells us that in our case koyin means sorry, it means ministers, it sounds like even over here Rashi is telling us that there's some chidush, in explaining it this way, and that's why Rashi needs to come along and bring a proof from another Pasek that a Koyin could mean, something else other than a Mesharis, other than a servant. And he brings a Pasek called Bnei David, Koyanim Hoyu, which there it means that they were, um, that Koyanim in the sense of ministers, of officers. So clearly this is not the simple meaning of Koyanim. So why is it that Rashi has to translate Koyanim in this way over here, not simply as servants? And the explanation is, because if koyanim means servants to Hashem, then the question is, what's the next part of the Pasuk where it says v'goy kodesh? What's that adding? The moment a person is a koyin, a mesharis lelikos, serving Hashem, that automatically means already that he is separated, that he's holy, similar to what it says about Aaron, that he was separated to become koyanim, lak dishoy, to become holy, him and his children. So from the fact that the Pasek goes on and says, V'goy Kodesh, tells us that Mamlech's Koyen, it must mean something else. 
It's not the regular sense of being a servant to Hashem and in that way being holy and separated. For Hashem, you must say that Koyanim means something else. And this is why Rashi says that Mamlechas Koyanim in our case is not the way Koyanim is usually translated as a Mishoris to Hashem, as a servant to Hashem, but rather as Sorim, as ministers, as officers, as nobles. And now we can also understand the order in our Psukim, where we're going from one Mila, from one thing of the Yidden, to greater and even greater. That is, first the Pasuk says, You will be my treasured nation. The Yidden are separate and different from all the other nations. Then we're going to say that not only are they Sgulamikolam, not only are they my special treasure from amongst all the nations, but they are even Sorim. That means they are the ones that are ruling they are the ones that are running the country. They are the ones that are in charge of everything around them. And finally, the Goy Kaddish means that they're so removed, so elevated from all weekday and mundane things, and from all the things around them, from the whole world, that they are Goy Kaddish, they're completely holy to Hashem, similar to the idea of a Koyin. In the, in the simple sense of a Koyin, of a servant to Hashem, not Koyinim as we're translating over here, which are um, officers. What are these three ideas? Bepnimius and avoidus adam. What are these three levels? So the first level, the Yisimlisgulamikola Amim number one is the idea that Hashem chose us. Hashem chose the Bnei Yisrael at Matan Torah, and as we know that the real idea of choice is coming completely because of the one who chooses. It's not necessarily coming with any sort of advantage quality because of the thing that's being chosen. Because that wouldn't be real free choice. The fact that Hashem chooses the Yidden is connected with a level which we call that compared to Hashem, dark light is all exactly the same thing. Especially as far as receiving that Hashpah, or even higher than that. In other words, we're speaking about a level that of Hashem that's completely beyond it all. So the fact that there's any difference between Yidden and Goyim at this level, that's not the main reason why Hashem is choosing the Yidden. To quote Rashi himself, that Veloy Soimru don't think that you're the only ones around as if I have nobody else, but rather I am choosing you. In other words, that because Hashem is choosing us, that's why the Goyim are not considered as anything and your love is especially noticeable. So that's number one. It's not coming because of the avoid of the Eden, it's coming purely because Hashem chose us. That's the Yisimli's Gula. Then comes level number two. When we start speaking about the avoid of Bnei Yisrael, and this itself can now be divided into two parts. There is the avoider when we deal with the mundane, with the regular weekday things of the world. And we do them l'shem shamayim, for the sake of Hashem, or even more so b'chol to get to know Hashem through every single gashmiz, the thing that we're involved in. And then we have the avoider of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. So the Rebbe is now about to explain that these two avoides of Divri HaRashus or Torah and Mitzvahs are going to be similar to the two levels of Mamlechas Koyanim or Goy Kodesh. And the Rebbe explains, when we speak about Koyanim in the sense of being servants to Hashem, as is usually explained, and in our Pasuk, that's the one that's going to be called Goy Kodesh, in other words, completely holy to Hashem, and then we have the level of Mamleches Koyanim, or in our Pasuk, which we translate as Sarim, as nobles, as officers. These are going to be the two levels that we just spoke about. How is that? When a Yid is involved in matters of Kedusha, Limudatoira, Kiyuma Mitzvois. So then it's in a way that he's completely removed from the weekday mundane things of the world. 
He's like a koyin that's standing in front of Hashem to serve Hashem, completely removed from all worldly matters. Hashem hu Hashem is his heritage. Their whole essence is only to stand in front of Hashem, to serve Hashem. That's the level that Yidin are called by with the name of Goy Kodesh. In other words, they are serving Hashem. They are a Goy Kodesh or a holy nation cleaving to Kael Kodesh. And that happens through Torah and Mitzvahs. On the other hand, the avoid of working with the mundane, of Koma Sechi Lishem Shemayim Bechol Drochechodeu, since these are the actions of the person, Maasecho, and Drochecho, the ways of the person. So these are matters, divri or mundane things, worldly things, but that are being done, Lishem Shemayim. It is for this avoid that Yidin are called Koyinim in the sense of Sorim of officers, of ministers, which represents the idea that the Yid is ruling and controlling the things of the world around him, and therefore it does mean that he does have some sort of connection to the world. So that's the avoid of Amlechus Koyanim. This avoid is not in a way where you're removing yourself from the world, but rather mainly it is controlling the world, running the world, do, use, utilizing the matters of the world, L'Shem Shamayim, to the extent that it's felt inside of them, Eloikus, B'chol in other words, we're refining and elevating the world itself to become something holy, to become a keli to elikus. So, till now that I've been explaining Mamleches Koyenim and Goy Kodesh, again, Mamleches Koyenim being more the one that's dealing with the world, Goy Kodesh being the one where it's directly Torah and Mitzvahs. The Rebbe now says, that was in a general way speaking, really more specifically, we could say that even when Ayid is involved in Mitzvahs, there's also these two ideas. On the one hand, when a Yid is learning Torah pure and doing mitzvahs purely to cleave to Hashem, because we know that the only way to really connect to Hashem is only when we're doing the Torah and mitzvahs, which the 248 mitzvahs are considered like the 248 limbs of the king, that means he's learning Torah and Kiyim and mitzvahs to be a Mishoris Hashem. He's just serving Hashem that's completely removed, separated, holy from the world, and that's the Goy Kodesh element. But on the other hand, there's that also the kind of involvement of Torah and mitzvahs in order to impact our guf and our nefesh Bahamas and the world around us. To make the world a dira for Hashem betachtoinim. And this would be the mamleches koyanim element. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand in a deeper way, al-pichsidus, the yenushal Torah, what Rashi tells us. Why Rashi explains mamleches koyanim as sorim, as officers, rather than the way he usually explains it as mishar say Hashem. And the Rebbe explains, we know that the Gemara tells us in regards to the sugi of Matan Torah, that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to heaven to get the Torah, the Malachi Asher said to Hashem, what is this human being doing amongst us? Hashem says to them, he came to get the Torah, and they start saying that this precious treasure that Hashem has, you want to give it to the human beings. Why should you even mention or remember the, the, the people? To Nahoit Khalashamayim give you glory, give you your your glory, the toilet alashamayim to the heavens to the Malochim. Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu to respond to the Malochim, and Moshe Rabbeinu says, Ribainishalaim, this toilet that you're about to give me, what does it say in it? And of course it says in it, Anoichi Hashem Mitzrayim. Moshe Rabbeinu turns to the Malochim and says, Did you go down to the Mitzrayim? Were you slaves to Paroi? Why should you get the Torah? Then he continues going through the Aseris Hatibrois. What else does it say in it? Not to have idols. So he turns to the Malachim and says, Do you live amongst nations that are idol worshippers? And so too, Moshe Rabbeinu goes through the, and answers the Malachim regarding the other Dibrois. 
He says to them, do you do work? Do you need to rest on Shabbos? Do you do business where you're taking oaths? And you shouldn't swear in Hashem's name in vain, etc. For Kibbut Avahim, he says, do you have a father and a mother? And then regarding the last of the Dibrois, he says, do you have jealousy? Do you have Yetzir Hara? And finally, they admit and they say to Hashem, yes, you should give Moshe Rabbeinu the Torah. From all of this, we understand that the whole point of the giving of the Torah and mitzvahs is not only the Yidin should be remaining separated from the world, separated from work and business, etc. That would exist by Malachim also. And in fact, by them, it's even in a greater way than a Yid has it down here Lamata. They are completely removed from the world. So clearly the main point of Matan Torah was mainly that while a Yid is down here in this world, and he's dealing with the Umay Yisraelim with the Goyim, and dealing with worldly matters, and he has the Yitzhara, and yet he should be in a way of Mamlechas Koyanim, of Sorim, of an officer, being able to take charge of the world. The Yid should be able to take charge over his Yitzhara, over his own character traits, over the world around him. He should be like that minister, like that officer, to be able to control the world around him and be able to elevate the world. They should be able to be permeated with godliness. And of course, that's again the avoid of In general, says that that's really the Chiddush of Matan Torah and the advantage of learning Torah and fulfilling mitzvahs of after Matan Torah compared to the Torah and mitzvahs that the Avais did before Matan Torah. We know that the Avais fulfilled all the mitzvahs before it was given, but there's a major difference. The way the obvious fulfilled Torah and Mitzvahs was mainly not so much about elevating and purifying the Gashmis of the world. It was more about becoming one with Hashem. Yichudut alikus. The expression of Chazal, Ha'avis heine in ha-merkava, they are the merkava, they are Hashem's chariot, completely bottled to Hashem. As it says in Tanya, that all of their limbs were always completely holy, separated from all matters of Elam Hazah, they only ever became a merkava, only for Hashem's desire, Hashem's will, their whole lives. In fact, that's why what was their main lifestyle was mainly being Royetzoin. They were shepherds. They were out in the field, separated from the world. But again, the point of Matan Torah was getting involved with the world. Says that this is why Rashi says that when Hashem speaks about the Avoidah of Yidin in connection to Matan Torah, the first thing we speak about is this level called Sorim. In other words, first we're going to deal with it. We need to deal with the world. Take, take charge of the world around us. Only then we'll also come to also a level of a state of Goy Kadosh, which is a holiness, which is beyond the world, etc. Says the Rebbe, now let's go back to the Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch. Now we can understand why the Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch, when he speaks about Moshe Rabbeinu starting to get involved with the Yidin and Kabbalah Satoyda right after Rish what does he bring? Which Pasuk? He says, on the third day of the week, he says to them, he doesn't mention the Goy Kadosh, he only hints it with a Vagoymer. To emphasize this idea that the Atam Tiulimamlechas Koyanim, that here we're speaking about a whole different category in Avoida, different to the Goy Kodesh. The Goy Kodesh is already going to be a second level as a continuation, as a completion to the previous level. And that the main point of Kabbalah Satoid is first of all going to be this idea of Mamlechas Koyanim. And this is why the first involvement of Moshe, as the Al-Tarebbe puts it, his chil Moshe, what does Moshe have been to start with them in regards to Kabbalah Satoira? He says to them, that the main point of Kabbalah Satoira is this avoida, of taking charge of the world, changing the world, which is in these words, which we explained as meaning, being like a sar, like an officer in charge of the world around you. Then there's the level of a goy kodesh, which the Al-Tarebbe hints with a goymer, so this is, of course, going to be achieved 
And this is going to sort of complete after Mamlechus Koyenim, you come now to a higher level to be holy, etc. Says the Rebbe, now we could go back, once we understand what base Sivan is, this point of Atam Tili Mamlechus Koyenim, we can now understand the connection to Parshas Bamidbor. The idea of the Parsha is, of course, the counting of Bnei Yisroel. In fact, the whole Sefer is called, in the Gemara it's referred to as Chumash Hapikudim, the, the Sefer of Countings. More specifically, in our Parsha, it discusses three separate counts. In the beginning of the Parsha, it speaks about the counting of all Bnei Yisroel besides for the Levim. As the Pasuk says, Aches Mate Levi, that Shevet Levi you shouldn't count amongst the Bnei Yisroel. Then we have in the Parsha the counting of Shevet Levi being counted on their own, and all of those from, thir- from one month and older are counted. Finally, by the end of the Parsha, it says, You should count the family of Bnei Kohos from amongst the Bnei Levi, count them separately. All of those from 30 years old and older, count those that are fitting to do the work and carrying the various things of the Mishkan. Says the Rebbe, these three counts are similar to the three ideas that we spoke about. There's the V'yisem li there's the Atem Tiyuli Mamleches Koyanim, and there's the idea of a Goy Kodesh. How does this work? So the Rebbe brings from the Shalom. We know that when we count, when Yidin were counted, they now became what's called, in Halacha, Dover Shebe Minyan. We know that in Halacha, there are certain things that can be nullified, but something that's counted can never be bottled, can never be nullified. Now the fact that something is counted is not nullified, is not in the same way that we say regarding other certain very choshava things, important things that are not bottled. We have, for example, something called a barrier. When something is a whole entity for itself, it's the complete entity, it also won't be bottled. Or a balchai, a living animal, wouldn't be bottled, and etc. In those things, you could see the chshivas, the importance in the thing itself. This is a whole entity, or it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an animal, a living thing. So there you can see clearly what's unique, what's special about it, how it's different to other things. When we speak about Dover Shabbat that something is counted and therefore it's not bottle, what we're saying is that by counting it, we're now finding out that there are some special shivas about it, something important about it, and therefore it's not bottle. In other words, it's not noticeable immediately in the thing itself. It becomes noticeable, we say that it's special because it's being counted. What does this mean, Baruch Nias? The counting by the Yidin represents a level in Yidin that, that level that where Bechitsoinius, you don't necessarily see so easily how the Yidin are different to the Goyim. So we're saying they're being counted and they're not being bottled. Why? Because Hashem chose them. Because Hashem counted them. That's how we know that they are special. This is similar to the concept that we spoke before about What does that mean? Hashem says, although I have the whole world and I have many other nations along with you, yet Yidin are separate. Why? Because Hashem chose the Yidin. And that's why they are not going to be nullified compared to the other nations. In other words, that's being revealed only because Hashem is counting them. That's how we see that there's a special chavivus and now it's noticeable. As Rashi says in the beginning of the parsha, because Hashem cherishes us, because Hashem loves us, He keeps us ca- on counting us the whole time. Or as He says in the beginning of parsha Shmois, He counts us to notify how much He loves us. Then comes the second level, where the Pasuk speaks about Achmate Levi, that Shevet Levi you shouldn't count amongst the Bnei Yisrael, because their counting is going to be in some way 
how they are in fact unique and separate and therefore they are not bottle. In other words, it's not only about the fact that they're no different to anybody else and just by counting them, that's why they're not bottle, but rather in this case there is something special about them. They're going to be appointed. Rashi says, means you should appoint them in a way of sorora, in a way of being a sar. They're appointed over something. They're being given a special task, a special job. In other words, this is a nesius rosh, a special category for itself. And the Rebbe explains, the fact that Shevet Levi is being counted from one month and older is because now they're going to be called shoimrei mishmeris hakodesh. They're going to be given special tasks, special jobs, similar to the idea of atem tili mamleches koyanim, that they are sorim, that they are officers. This is in addition to the fact, like the rest of the Eden, that they're chosen, of course, and they're not bottled, and so, and so on and so forth. But here's something special, they're given a special task, a special jobs, as sorim, as the appointment of, of things that they're appointed over with authority in the Mishkan. Then comes the next level. And that is when the, the family of Bnei Kahaz, Gershon, and Merori are each one individually counted, those from 30 years old and old, older. Those that are going to be doing now the work, individual, v- different types of work in the oil moyed. And in our parsha, the one that's going to be counted is Bnei Kahaz. The other ones are going to be counted later. What is Bnei Kahaz's job? Ca- carrying the holiest things of the oil moyed, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the things that are counted, the holiest ones. What is this count? It's not only because of the general job of all the Levim, of being Shoimre Mishmeris HaKodesh, that they are appointed over doing the Avoid in the Mikdash, but rather, as it says over here, the Melacha Ba'oyel Moyed, and by Bnei Kahas specifically, they're unique in the fact that they're going to carry the holiest vessels, the ones that are holiest amongst all the other vessels. What is this similar to? This is like the idea of a Goy Kodesh. In other words, in addition to the fact that the Bnei, and in addition to this, says the Rebbe, in our Pasha, the counting of Bnei Kahas is actually Avoidus HaKodesh, carrying the Oroin, and the holiest one of all the things. So the Rebbe says this is also connected with the idea, in fact, going back to the idea of, we know that the Koyanim, where the Koyanim come from? Kahas, that's where Aaron HaKoyan comes from, who's the Koyanim HaKadoshim. So therefore we have these three ideas. Again, the general idea of Bnei Yisrael being counted which is not necessarily because of something they did. It's just because of the count itself. They are special. Hashem loves them. It's like the Yisim Lisgula. We then have the idea of Mamleches Koyin, which is like being a Sar, the special jobs that Shevet Levi gets of, of being appointed over the Mishkan. And then there's the Goy Kaddish element in our Pasha with the holiest things being given over to Bnei Kahos. Says the Rebbe, like we said earlier, that the main Achana from Atom Torah is Va'atam Tiyuli Mamleches Koyinim, that middle one, the idea that the Yid is the Tsar, the officer over the world. So do we see in a similar way in our Parshas, Parshas Bamidbar, which one is the unique thing for Parshas Bamidbar? It's specifically the counting of Bnei Levi, which we compared to the idea of Sorim. How is that? The counting of all Bnei Yisrael, that's not something new in our Parsha. This happened already earlier. As Rashi told us, as soon as the Eden came out of Mitzrayim, Hashem counted them. And because Hashem loves us, He counts us every single moment. So, and here, in fact, this is the third time Yidin are being counted already. Now, on the other end, the fact that Bnei Kahas are being counted, that's also not completely unique to Pashas Bamidbar alone, because even though Bnei Kahas are unique in their Avoidah, 
they're carrying the holiest thing, but the way Benekos were counted from 30 year, from, from those that are 30 years old and older, etc., this is similar to the rest of Bnei Levi. And even the way the Avoid of Bnei Kahas did that they carried certain things of the Mishkan, we find that by Bnei Gershon as well. In fact, by Nosei Rosh Bnei Kahas at the end of the, of the end of the Parsha, that's the beginning of what's going to continue in Parsha's Nosei, where it says Nosei as Bnei Rosh, as Bnei, Rosh Bnei Gershon, Gamheim, which means that that which is going to happen in Parsha's Nosei with Bnei Gershon is a continuation of Kahas. So the counting of Bnei Kahas is not something that's unique for Bamidbar. It's in fact connected to Bamidbar, but also to Nosoi. So if we want to speak about what's unique to Bamidbar, what's unique to Bamidbar is the counting and the jobs of the general Bnei Levi, which is what Hashem is appointing the Bnei Levi to be instead of the Bechoyer B'Bnei Yisrael, instead of all of the Bechoyerim. Now what were the Bechoyerim? They were like those Sorim. They were like those ministers. They were the oldest. They were the ones of the leaders of all the other children. They're the ones that get double inheritance. And of course, all of this is also, when we speak about what they get is, of course, the avoided to Hashem of the one that's the Bechoyer of Bnei Yisrael. That's what they were going to be the Koyanim. <coughs> Says the Rebbe, because this is, as we said before, the whole main point of Matan Torah is emphasizing the idea of Atem Tiyulimam Leches Koyanim being like Sorim, like officers, to rule over all the matters of the world, to control all the matters of the world, to affect them that they should be the Dira Loyizborich. And therefore, which one of these three, again, matches this idea? The unique thing of Parshas Bamidbar, where Shevet Levi are like these, Sorim, are doing this job in a special and unique way. Says the Rebbe in Bechol Shana every single year. These days are repeated again, and we have all of these things again. So therefore, every single Yidin, his Avoida, accomplishes through his Achonah, in doing this avoid of Atam Tili Mamlechus Koyin and being like Sorim, being like officers. So he also accomplishes this idea of Mamlechus Koyinim to happen Kipshuta in the literal sense, in the base of Migdash Ashlishi, because Yidin become the Sorim in charge of all matters of the world. To the extent, as the Magid of Mizrich says on Mamlechus Koyinim, that they are the one that Tamlichu Mamlechus, they are the one that make the Koyinim, that make the Sorim Shalomayla up above the Malachim are dependent on the Yidin down here. And we're zoichet to the state where melachim oim naich v'sariseyem enikasayich. That the kings will be the ones looking after our children and their, and the queens and the other, um, the officers, etc. will be the nurse, the, the nurses of our children. Even while we're in Golos and we prepare to receiving the Torah b'simcho v'pnimius. And through this also to learn b'kar of mamish the Torah of Mashiach, which then will be v'hoi Hashem lo melech al kol ha'aretz. Ahoy Salah Shem Hamulukha.